Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, carrying on from the uh, the theme of cycling, or should we perhaps broaden it out now to transportation? Um, I'm delighted to welcome my next guest, who is not only a Welshman and proud of it, but is also the chief executive officer of the main sponsors of the Ride for Hope that took place last weekend. And um, big welcome to John Morgan from In and Out Auto Centres. John, welcome to the show. Um, you were in the elite team that did a lot more miles and everything, you know. But how are you feeling? You must be more tired than I am. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great ride, firstly, Adrian, with a, a great bunch of people. And yes, being in the elite group, the fast group, with some really, really strong cyclists was great for me. Uh, I managed to raise my game and improve my strength, which was, was a really good achievement for me. But yeah, the thighs are, are, are smarting a little, I should say, at the minute. But I think the day after the day after is the, the worst of the that I'm going to feel. So I'm confident that I'll wake up tomorrow morning fresh as a daisy. <laughs> Are you a regular cy uh, cyclist? Yes, I am. Uh, I, I tend to cycle. I live down in Surrey, so I cycle around the Surrey Hills quite a bit, which was really good preparation. And last year, unfortunately, we weren't able to do the, the sort of ride that we did this weekend just gone, but we did actually with uh, Hope Northampton carry out a virtual ride um, in May last year, which I, I took part in. So we recorded all of our distances and our rides virtually on various apps such as Strava. And I was pleased to be, uh, be logging some pretty hefty rides of 100 and 200k rides each day, which was, was great fun. Tiring after a week, but it was really good fun to do. My goodness, that, that's, that's heavy lifting indeed. Well, we'll come back onto the ride for hope in a minute. Just tell us a little bit about um, in and out and what's special about in and out so in and out auto centers, we're a, a network of 28 garages across the UK. Uh, we originally started back in 2006, and our hometown, home city, was Northampton. So um, very fitting that we support local charities um, within Northampton. Our headquarters are based on the Brack Mills Industrial Estate, above one of our garages. We also have sites on Toaster Road by B&Q and Kettering Road, just along from Morrison's. So there are sort of super local Northampton sites. We carry out MOTs, servicing, uh, and general repairs, including brakes, clutches, timing belts, tires, diagnostic work, and aircon on all makes and all models of vehicles. What really sets us apart from other garages um, within our sector, so the, the other sort of fast fit businesses and so on, is the fact that we book our diary slots out in 15 minute increments. So if your repair is going to take an hour, we'll book you in at, say, 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll have a technician, we'll have the ramp bay, and we'll have the relevant parts required to, to repair your vehicle waiting. So we get your car on the ramp at 10, and we should be sending you on your way to enjoy the rest of your day by 11 o'clock. So we really try and make sure that our customers lose their car for the least amount of time required for the repair. 
So instead of losing your car for a day for an MOT or a service, we'll just take it for the hour or the two hours that we need it to do the repairs for and get you reunited with it as quickly as possible. And do you have places where I can sit and wait then? Because, you know, some people can work in that hour rather than having to find another place to go. Or is there a coffee shop usually close by? Yeah, so, you know, there's each location is different, but every site does have a customer lounge. It has free high-speed Wi-Fi. And we have bean-to-cup coffee machines, um, which also, you know, you can grab a cup of tea or a hot chocolate, which is all free of charge whilst you're waiting in the, in the customer lounge. So. Excellent. And how long have you been with the organisation, John? I joined in January 2018, um, so just over three and a half years, having spent a, a lifetime in the automotive industry. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your career. You know, how did you get there? Many people are interested in how you get to where you are, and did you plan it that way? So, yeah, great question. So I was living down in Cornwall where I grew up, and you know, my father said, you know, summer holidays, let's get you a job. And I ended up working in a, in a garage a couple of villages away. So I used to cycle down and do everything from attended service, pumping, you know, petrol and diesel to the local villages on a Saturday morning for the first couple of hours and checking their oil and water through to working in the workshop, fixing cars, servicing cars. And I worked with some really good technicians very early on in my career. I qualified as a, as a vehicle technician uh, at the age of 19. I was running garage businesses by the age of 20. Um, in terms of single site locations. And then I had a break and an opportunity to move to the southeast where I live now to take over a, a region of 13 sites across South London, Surrey, Kent and Hampshire. Uh, and that really sort of pushed me into the, the management side of my career. And I've then just sort of progressed by taking opportunities, working hard, being flexible, putting myself out there and, and generally pushing myself forward for every opportunity that came my way. I didn't go to university for, for an education. I just studied a bit at local college, went through a formal apprenticeship and have then worked, I would say, pretty doggedly over the last 25 years to, to get my career to the level I've got, got it to now. And I've, I've worked in a number of businesses along the way from Ford Motor Company with their apprenticeship training programme which we managed to grow to the largest in, in the UK. Uh, I worked with Citroen Cars, worked with Mercedes-Benz Retail Group. I worked with a, a number of other large garage chain organisations that I'm rightly not going to name on this show with you, Adrian. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got given the keys to the in and out business in 2018 and absolutely love the work that we do. I've got a fantastic team of people that work with us, both behind the scenes, but also out in the 28 centres across the UK, they do a fantastic job looking after our customers, looking after our, our wider colleagues and fixing cars every day. So, yeah, I've got to be honest, hard work has got me where I've got to, Adrian. I've had a few lucky breaks along the way, um, but you've got, to, you've got to work hard to make your own luck, I think is the phrase. Well, I think that's great advice for our um, young people. Now, you say you were brought up in Cornwall. John Morgan is the name, though. Um, there is a connection with Wales, right? I was correct there. That's absolutely. My father's Welsh, so, yep, very, very strong Welsh connection there. Excellent. Well, we just played The Green Green Grass of Home by Tom Jones uh, before this interview, which is recorded, though I should say that so we're planning we will play Green Green Grass of Home. And uh, if you remember, there were two Welshmen wearing wonderfully beautiful Welsh dragon shirts and getting a lot of stick for it as well on the trip. But anyway, the, the song Green Green Grass of Home is for one of the riders. I hope he's listening. And that is um, Warwick Coulson. 
who was, uh, I think he was threatened um, in the best dressed cyclist award category, because I know we do awards for these things. So Warwick, if you're listening, I think you still were, the polka dots were still the most wonderful thing I've seen. Uh, a matching bike, matching socks, matching shoes and matching water bottle. Is that right, John? Do you remember that? I do remember that. It was definitely a very vivid outfit and a very vivid personality as well. <laughs> yeah, you definitely see and hear him coming, I think. That's for sure. OK, so um, uh, let's go to COVID. What happened to the business during COVID? Was that good or bad for the business? So COVID was, was an interesting one. You know, if I if I look at the operation of the business, it helped us because we needed to, to go really deep into our business and understand it even more. So whilst we knew our business well, COVID made us understand it even better. And I think we, we've come out of COVID as a different business because of the knowledge that we've gained through the action that we needed to take throughout COVID. We were really fortunate though. Government made the, the distinction that the automotive sector, the automotive repair sector was classed as an essential service. So we could remain trading, which was a godsend, <coughs> excuse me. However, uh, the MOT extension that came into play at the end of March and was initially for a six month period um, meant that bookings were, were few and far between. So we did have to sort of downscale and put a number of colleagues onto furlough, but we kept a, a good number of our centers open, not all of them, but those that we had good booking volumes coming through remained open with you know, reduced headcount and we continued to service the local communities. We put a lot of effort and attention into looking after the NHS customers. So because we have this fantastic booking system, we were able to work closely with anyone in the NHS and any of the other blue light services that did a sterling job throughout the, the pandemic and book their appointments at a time that fitted around their rather heavy workloads, which meant for them, they didn't need to lose the car as much as they would have done. And we gained a lot of really good supporters from the NHS and we'll continue to support them as they supported the country throughout the entire pandemic. We have come now sort of full circle and those MOTs that were deferred from April, May, June and July are now starting to become uh, due through October, November and December this year. So I'd like to take the opportunity whilst I'm, I'm on this show with you, Adrian, to, to reach out to anyone that's due an MOT over the course of September, October, November and December and into January to just check your dates and get your bookings made quickly. We're going to see twice the normal volume of MOTs across all of the garage sectors that we would normally see in October, November, December, Jan because of that MOT extension that was put in. So do yourselves a favour. Get your appointments booked early and that way you'll be guaranteed of getting your slots and making sure that your MOT doesn't have the chance to run out. Sounds like great advice. How do listeners get in touch with you? What's the website address? So you can go online to www.inoautocenters.co.uk or just Google us. You'll find us at in and out Auto Centres. Or if you prefer not to book online, you can quite happily walk into one of our local centres or alternatively on our central booking line on... 0333 247 9999. That's 0333 247 9999 or inoautocenters.co.uk. That's correct, Adrian. All right. Well, sounds like good advice. Um, just tell me what else is happening in the car industry. The second hand car industry prices seem to be going up. Is that right? Is that because of the shortage of parts for brand new cars or what? 
Yeah, I was talking to a chap just the other day who's got a brand new BMW sat in the BMW dealership waiting for one of these superconductor chips to arrive. And until that can arrive, he's not allowed his new car. So, you know, he's still trudging around in his in his original BMW. So there is a real shortage of new cars coming through. And even talking to some manufacturers, they're looking at into the back end of 2023 before they're going to get some really good stock levels coming back to, to sort of pre-pandemic levels. So that has led to used car prices uh, increasing. Um, it's also led to customers taking the decision that they're not going to, to uh, go and buy a brand new vehicle. They're going to keep their existing vehicle for longer. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd absolutely reach out to those customers and say, give us a try if you've been using a dealership um, to have your vehicle serviced and maintained. Given an out auto centers a try. We, we, carry out repairs in line with manufacturer's recommendations. Our services are over and above that of a manufacturer. We fit original uh, specified equipment parts, so an oil filter that we will fit will be of the same standard and quality that would have been fitted in the factory. And we also install castrol oil whenever we do a, a service. So any oil change will be completed with castrol oil, which is fitted in 80% of, uh, of cars from the factory at brand new. So. We, we can provide a, as good a service, if not better in some cases, than a lot of the, the manufacturers and at a significantly cheaper price. Indeed. Well, what's not to like indeed? Now, just talk about those shortages, though. Isn't there also a shortage of bikes? Because I, I, I before this ride, I did think about changing my bike. But ever since, gosh, just before Christmas, all the way through when I've looked on the um, Cycle to Work scheme, the providers we have don't have a wide range at all. And um, there seems to be... Whether that's Brexit or the pandemic, I don't know. But have you had the same or heard the same with the bike situation? Yeah, I've, I've picked up on it with bikes and the, the, the shortages of those. I mean, we too have a cycle to work scheme and the, the choice hasn't been as strong as it normally would be. Um, but I, I think obviously the pandemic caught everyone by surprise and a lot of people were using lockdown to get fit and using bikes as a cheaper form of transport, certainly to stay off of public transport. So that has hit stock levels, but I understand they are starting to recover. Um, but, but certainly, yeah, they are lights. What we did find with our part suppliers from, uh, from car parts, for example, they'd over, overstocked and brought more stock into the UK to prepare for Brexit. So that's kind of given them a bit of a cushion, but we do see that there are some parts where there is a little bit of shortage and maybe a little bit of a, a waiting list these days, but not, mm. not as bad as it was a few weeks ago. Well, let's talk about the ride. Just before we do that, um, you know, you rode further and faster than me. So I presume part of that's you and part of that's the bike. If and when you're selling your bike, uh, John, do give me a call. Let me know, right? And <laughs> see yeah, if there's nice, something that will help me. Anyway, Ride for Hope. So yeah. you were the main headline sponsor. We had some wonderful um, cycling shirts that we wore in and out uh, of the ride at the, from the university uh, out and coming back. Um, why did you get involved, John? I know it's not the first year that you've been involved with the Hope Centre. So, yeah, I got, I've got. i come to know Robert Whittle, the chair of, of, of Hope, um, over the last sort of three years since, since I got involved with the business. And, you know, we, we had some common interests, both cars and, and bikes. And, you know, we started chatting about the charity and he explained to me what the purpose of the charity was. And that resonated with myself. It made me feel that I wanted to do something on behalf of, of Hope and to use in and out as a business to help us support Hope as a charity. Uh, the fact that we started 
as a business in Northampton, and we have three sites in Northampton, it felt right that we support as a local business, a local charity, and, you know, embed ourselves within that local community. So it wasn't a difficult decision to make, to be honest. Um, Robert's not the strongest salesman, as I'm sure you'll agree, but he puts a very good case forward. So, um, yeah, I was more than happy to sponsor it first time around and really pleased that we did it this year. Really pleased we did the virtual ride last year and raised some good money for charity. And whilst I've got the opportunity this platform, Adrian, I'd like to thank our colleagues at In-N-Out and our suppliers to In-N-Out, uh, as well as friends and family who've donated tirelessly to my personal Just Giving page. I think we're now sat just shy of £4,000 of, of funds raised um, towards the, the Hope Charity for the bike ride. So I'm really pleased personally at what we've managed to do as well as a business to, to support the charity. Well, that, yeah, is a remarkable um, result indeed. The, all the riders together are hoping to raise over £20,000 for the Northampton um, Hope Centre. Robert Whittle has done a superb job. In fact, everybody, right? It, when, and we were covering it as the sort of media partner over the weekend. You know, the volunteers, the support teams, the, um, you know, the organisation, the the people back at, at Northampton Hope Centre. I mean, it just really is a remarkable thing. And um, I have to say, Robert Whittle has been the main driver, but many other names too, too many to mention. But uh, I think your support is you know, and the support of all companies as well as individuals is absolutely vital. But if if a business gets close to a charity, I mean, I've been the chair of the Hope Centre and, and as many know, set up the ride when it was me and Robert Whittle in the first year. You know, a lot of businesses think they know what charities want, but actually, you know, very few ask what's the best way we can help. And it might be project management skills. It might be you know sponsoring some or organizing an event like which Robert did. Um, there's many, many ways to help a charity and, and a multi-year is much better. Build a relationship, build a relationship. And you seem to be doing that very successfully with both the ride as well as the charity itself, no? I think, yeah, Adrian, I think ultimately this, what, what really struck me and really rang out to me and shouted out to me is the fact that everyone involved just gives their time freely and openly to the charity. People aren't drawing salaries out of this. This isn't a, a job for people. This is a, a real strong calling, a vocation for the people that have been involved in setting up these rides and managing the charity and supporting the charity. And for me, that, that speaks volumes. So yeah, really pleased to support it. And I'm, I'm really pleased that Robert caught me in a moment of weakness, only joking, um, over the week, over the weekend of the ride. And we've agreed to sponsor it for, for next year as well. Well, that's fantastic news indeed. And uh, I think next year's ride is in um, Holland. That's the plan, as long as pandemic permits. And if you're interested in doing the ride or supporting it, you can go on to northamptonhopecentre.org.uk and you'll see all the details there, including the training rides that we do to help novice riders build up the strength, the stamina and the confidence to take on this, this ride. Um, because many people, you know, it is the first time they've done a, a long a long ride and you just don't know what you're capable of right really that's the thing you obviously are an experienced uh, cyclist but um and we had many many experienced cyclists actually but we have had over the years people the first time to it and it's just remarkable the self-esteem that they build so we get so much out of it the camaraderie the confidence as well as obviously doing um you know raising money for a great cause it it, it is very worthwhile and just the the buzz that was whizzing around the WhatsApp group even, you know, yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening, 24 hours after the ride had been completed, just showed that people have made some lasting friendships on the ride as well. 
Yeah, no, very much so. Well, John, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk to us about your business. Um, you know, it is the show is dedicated to the Ride for Hope and Hope Center, but actually very important to cover um, your business in and out auto centers. If anyone's interested to learn more, go to ino or inoautocenters.co.uk. And if you'd like to um, try their services, you can ring 237 double nine double nine to book your car in uh, very time efficient very cost uh, competitively priced cost effective and a service that um that uh, is friendly nice and very much anchored in its local community john is i think that's uh, that is a, a a sentiment no you want to be remembered for in the business absolutely adrian yes that's us thank you well, thank you so much. A great efforts. Uh, of course, you did mention there we did have a lovely stop in, in Wisbeach where your colleague Ben Kinkar, the depot manager there, hosted us to, I uh, must say, a very welcome hit the spot, uh, cold beer and uh, pork pie. I've never enjoyed a pork pie as much as I did on Saturday. Colin McKinnon, he rode with you. He's your area manager for, uh, for is it this yes. region? Hmm? Yep. Uh, Colin covers the south of England for us. So, yep, he's, uh, he's back and fit and recovered fully from the ride. So... Yeah, Indeed. So, you know, two riders, a depot visit, sponsorship of the shirts and an ongoing relationship with the Hope, Hope Centre from a, um, a wonderful company that is um, born and bred here in Northamptonshire. So that's in and out in INO autocenters.co.uk. John Morgan, Chief Executive Officer, thanks ever so much for your time and uh, keep safe, keep well and keep cycling. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.